What the hell happened here, man? Look at that chair, man. What the hell happened here? So she I'm... walked out, she took the money, she left. That's what robbed you? My God, what did you do, Charlie? I didn't do anything, Paulie. I didn't hit her. I didn't do nothing. You can't do that, man. I mean, you don't abuse them once in a while. They'll sit all over you. I don't mean that you walk around morning tonight whacking them upside their head like someone from the other side, but... Charlie! <laughs> they took my Welcome to Top 5 with Joey Casada. Starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Mark? Co starring Ernie Palooza. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, Ernie, are you ready? No. I can't believe you did. I, I never trust Ernie. <laughs> God. You're gonna I, see. Uh, my first two choices is gonna be. I'm gonna be very uh, boring because I don't have enough time to write good jokes. <laughs> Do me a favor. Have Colleen come and slap you right in the face. <laughs> She's busy putting kids to bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to Top 5. I'm your host, Joey Casada. Hi, I'm Coleco. No, I mean college. I know. Uh, uh, what the just... hell is his name? Cornholio? Uh, is... I, I give up. Hello, I'm C. <laughs> oh, God. And filling in for the Dr. Tom Snyder this week, we got our good buddy. We had to get someone from the infamous block to fill in for Snyder. So we got our boy, Greg Prosser. What's up, Greg? What's up? How's it going? Oh, boy. We go way back. So go way back. Let's give a little history here, Greg. Uh, how do you know uh, us? How do you know especially Tommy and Ernie? Well, more Ernie. Let's go to Ernie. Ernie wants to talk about bullying and everything. <laughs> the first time I met Ernie... I literally walked out of my house. I was five years old, walked out of my house, new to the block, 1976. Here comes Ernie with glasses, walking up to me. I'm about to say hello, and he punches me in the face. <laughs> that's not true. Is it true? That's, true. that's, that's a true story. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I, for some reason, blamed him. For my friend who lived in his house moving away. I, I, I was six years old. <laughs> Is that really what? And so, Greg, what did you do? I, I, I just got hit. I ran to my house. I told my mother the neighbors are beating me up. <laughs> this is a, you know what? This is already better than Snyder already. Oh, God almighty. So, obviously, you know Ernie for a very long time. Long time, long time. <laughs> And give us a good uh, Tommy story. How do you know Tommy? Uh, well, yeah, you know, there were six of us that grew up on the block, which we were probably a two from the youngest to the oldest, maybe three years. So we always had six boys to play stickball, basketball, football. So we're always outside the house, you know, messing around, playing around. Uh, Billy, who was on one of the Van Halen show with you, Tommy, the doctor, who everyone knows, uh, Eddie, Romeo, and Mike Leone, 
Uh, yeah, so I don't know if you remember this, Ernie, when we were talking about stupid things. Do you remember the hill? Now, the hill was the corner of Madison Place and Fillmore Avenue. We called it a hill. It was a slight incline at most. <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember we used to ride our bikes down the hill and then jump off it and see if we could get it to ride down the hill and across the street into Marine Park? Do you remember that? I remember not only you when you would do it, you would let a car hit the bike and then you would run out on the curb like like you got hit <laughs> with strangers. <laughs> and they would take me home, Joey. They were like, are you okay? Let me take you home. But what was the end game? Were you at least trying to get money out of them? What's the end game? No, we should have been taking money out. <laughs> we just really trying to get the bike to get into the park by itself. Ghost riding, we called it. And you're also part of Ernie's story riding the bike blind, right? Yes. Yes. I was his eyes. It's oh, not good. Times. Yeah. We sit on the handlebars and tell him left, right, left, left, right, straight, straight, left, right. <laughs> A little bit left. Yeah. Well, as you saw earlier when we were discussing tonight's episode, Ernie cannot lead anybody. So yeah. tonight we had a we had a topic planned for tonight. Greg is our guest. And I left it up to Ernie to communicate with Greg this week's topic. And of course, Ernie completely messed it up. We were supposed to do top five mafia movie moments. Instead, Ernie forgot the moments part and just told Greg top five mafia movies. So we are going to go with top five mafia movies this week. Maybe we'll do a follow-up next week or in, in weeks, weeks ahead, and we'll do the moments. But for now, we're going to do top five mafia movies but obviously we have to exclude a couple movies ernie what are we going to exclude here anything that starts with the word godfather and goodfellas because i th i would assume they're either going to be one two three they're going to be all on our list and it's no point in listing those we know especially the first two godfathers and goodfellas Possibly the greatest mafia movies ever. You know, give or take a couple of other ones in there, probably on our list. But, you know, let's leave them off because everyone knows those movies. Let's let's go with some other maybe obscure movies or movies that we've we forgot about over the years. Of course, we will let our guests go first. Right, Ern? Why not? <laughs> All right, Greg, your number five mafia movie. All right. Uh, taking out Goodfellas and... The Godfather had to reshuffle a little bit. So, uh, I, you know, it, it was on my honorable mentions. And there was two of them that were going to make the top five. But I had to go with Boondock Saints. And shepherds we shall be for thee, my lord, for thee. Power hath descended forth from thy hand. May swiftly carry out thy command. So we shall flow river forth to thee, and teeming with souls shall it ever be. In nomine patri. It feely. Spiritus Sante. Yeah, I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm uh, familiar with that movie. Have you not seen Boondock Saints? I don't. I have to say no. Right. Came out in 2000. Uh, had Norman Reedus in it, William Defoe, Billy Connolly, Sean Patrick Flannery. 
two Irish guys taking out the Boston Mafia. And William Defoe is a real creep. No, <laughs> and he cre- <laughs> plays an interesting role. He plays a cop in this one. So, yeah, that was I haven't seen that maybe since then. That was a good one. I, totally off my radar. Yeah, nice pick, nice pick. So just so everyone knows, Greg and Ernie technically prepped for this episode. <laughs> I didn't, so because my prep was the scenes. But I, you know, luckily I could I could take some uh, some of those scenes, their movies, and probably make make a good list. But I'm sure I'm gonna overlap some of Greg's and Ernie's picks. All right, Ernie, what do you got? Number five. All right, uh, my number five movie I chose. Uh just in the last 10 minutes, uh, Donnie Brasco. What I'm saying to you is you should give it to somebody that don't know any better because that's a fugazi. All right? That's a fugazi? How do you know it's a fugazi? You looked at it for two seconds. What? It's a fake. I, my, the reason why I love this movie, it always felt the most real to me. <clears throat> like with Pacino always begging for money and everything. That just felt the most the way it probably really is. I mean, none of them have jobs, right? I mean, so that's... Yeah, no, I, that's a great movie. But for some reason, I think maybe for the same reason you're liking it, it almost did feel too real to me. Like, I'm, I like my mafia movies ridiculously over the top. You know what I mean? You know, leave the gun, take the cannolis. You're not, you're not yeah. going to hear that in, in Donnie Brasco. It is a little bit too on the nose, but it was a great movie. Johnny Depp was, uh. was great. It was awesome. I love the Pacino scene when he's trying to break open the uh, parking meter to get the change out of it. <laughs> like, that's how desperate they are. Oakland's does on me. Yeah, just well, my like My favorite that- scene in Donnie Brasco, I got to say, is um, when uh, Pacino um, and the, the uh, what is it, the, the haircut, the barber, calls in and says, listen, I'm vouching for you, so you got to do good. Yeah, because otherwise we're going to have to whack you. And Johnny, Johnny Depp goes, that's no good. <laughs> Just the overall paranoia in that movie, too, is it's, it's you know, you feel uncomfortable watching it. It's obviously, especially with Johnny Depp undercover. So it was, it was, it's a creepy movie because you really feel when you're involved in that, you're involved for life, right? Yeah. Did you think he was going to turn? I don't know at what point. I mean, I real. I thought he was going to turn. I didn't. I didn't think he was going to give them up. Yeah, I thought towards the end, when you start seeing a little bit more of his family, and he's he has nothing to do with them. I yeah, I kind of had that feeling. Yeah, I mean, that's what made. I to me, that's what made that performance so so good. Oh my god! Yeah, of course you didn't. When know. he goes up into the ceiling to get the money, and the wife is like, "What are you doing?" You know. Yep. I mean, he's cut. Doesn't he? Does he has to cut up a body in that movie, right? Right, doesn't Johnny Depp, don't they force him to chop up a body? Yeah, in the basement. Oh, my God. I mean, he's an undercover cop, and it's crazy. (laughs) How far did he go? It's nuts. Yeah. Just so you know, Ernie, I would do that for you. I would chop up a body for you. (laughs) Chop me up? I would chop you up. That's the only body I would chop up for you. All right, so I'm going to go my number five. Again, like I said, not technically the topic this week, Ernie. Um, I'm going to, and again, a couple of my picks, I think are going to be questionable whether they're mafia movies. I think anything that there's a mafia tie in to that movie, obviously your two picks were very mafia related. This one is too, but it's not as strongly related. I think, um, I'm going to go with true romance. 
Sicilians are great liars. What we got here is a little game of show and tell. You don't want to show me nothing, but you tell me everything. Your part. <laughs> You're a cantaloupe. Tell me, am I lying? Oh. <laughs> Agree that it's a mafia movie? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, again, it, the whole movie is based on him robbing from the mafia and they're chasing him, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so I yeah. mean, that's why I consider, again, any little tie like that to me makes it a mafia movie. Obviously, you know, we'll talk about the scenes in a couple of weeks and I'll show the scenes, but, you know, the scene with Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Oh, when, you know, Christopher Walken classic. is one of the main mob guys and he's chasing down Christian Slater who had robbed from the mafia and Dennis Hopper's Christian Slater's father. And the scene between the two of them where Dennis Hopper's, you know, telling him where Sicilians really come from is just mm -hmm. unbelievable. It's one of my favorite scenes in movie history. Yeah. That's, You're a cantaloupe. That's a great scene. <laughs> Carla, can I guess what your number one's going to be? Is it My Blue Heaven? <laughs> Listen, I think technically a mafia movie, right? Absolutely. Witness yeah. protection. Of course. All right, Greg, Arugula. we're back to you. I, you know what? I haven't seen that in so long, too. What, By the way, what year was True Romance? Because I didn't write the years down because I, I didn't know we were doing this. Late uh, 90s? Mid 90s? No, it's, it's like 92 or, or 93. Yeah, it's, pro it's before The Sopranos. Because I think that's the role that landed Jim Gandolfini, The Sopranos. Oh, because right, because when he beats up Patricia Arquette, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what's the story behind True Romance again? Is it Tarantino's screenplay? Is that what it is? I know he's got something to do with it. I yeah, I'm not sure. I know Tarantino's involved in it. I, I, he didn't direct it, but I know he's involved in it somehow. Again, I would have done my research, Ernie, but that's not the topic this week. <laughs> All right, Greg. <laughs> I can't believe Ernie gets the good backgrounds, and now he's basically running the show. Oh, Running the show because he's got a computer full of notes for us. <laughs> and that's just so you know, our, our, our audience out there, that's what Ernie told me. He can't change the topics because he took too many <laughs> notes on this topic already. I got to rewrite all my jokes then. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, you write your jokes? Yeah. I got I to gotta create my own. <laughs> Watch him reading, Greg. It's it's priceless. Yeah. <laughs> we could see it in his glasses. <laughs> and then the movie said it was very good. I'm sorry. I got to jump off topic real quick. What is this? Schnapps. <laughs> what is that? Er, so Ernie in one of the very what what episode was that Ernie when we were talking about the drinks? So we did an episode. Uh, Top five alcoholic drinks that we regretted or something, right? Yeah, I saw it. And Ernie said the word schnapps, but you know how we're, Ernie says schnapps, <laughs> like that. And I made him get closer to the camera and say schnapps. And Snyder thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever right. seen. And that's, <laughs> Snyder repeats it every week. Gotcha. Joey, that, that actually goes way, way back, back in history to Shia LaBeouf. Oh, Le you're right. That was the first time I made you come close to the camera, right? Oh, what was that episode like 10 years ago, I think? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, Greg, you're number four. What do you got? Number four. Interestingly enough, I couldn't sleep last week. And I saw this. I was on YouTube and I saw 
you know, I look up different videos and you get suggestions. And this came up and I actually hadn't seen it since probably it came out. And I stayed up till three in the morning going to Amazon and paying to rent it. Uh, the Pope of Greenwich Village. Woo! What the hell happened here, man? Look at that chair, man. What the hell happened here, Charles? She walked out, she took the money, she left. That's what robbed you? My God, what did you do, Charlie? I didn't do anything, Paulie. I didn't hit her, I didn't do nothing. You can't do that, man. I mean, you don't abuse them once in a while, they'll shit all over you. I don't mean that you walk around morning tonight whacking them upside their head like someone from the other side, but... Charlie! <laughs> they took my I got to pivot because that's on my list. Ah, uh, my thumb. They took my thumb, Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> Just so you know, Greg, not only one of my favorite mafia movies of all time, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Not my top five, but after watching it again, it holds up. I couldn't believe how well it held up. It holds up. Mickey Rock and Eric Roberts in that are absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, and who played the uh, Irish guy? The who the, uh, the, the 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 safe cracker? Oh my God, what was his name? I know his name was Barney in the movie, but what the hell was yeah. his? I don't remember the, the actor's name. Yeah, I, I was trying to remember it. Burt <sighs> Young was amazing. Oh in yeah, this also yeah. so good. Bed Bug Eddie. I mean, yeah. this movie was, and this is to me an underrated movie, not only in the maf mafia genre. When I was growing up, this was just a regular movie for me in my in my household. But when I talk about it throughout the years, most people don't know that movie. I saw it in 84, but I don't think I've seen it since. Oh, it's... Ernie, you know this one, right? Yeah. Amazing. With horse tranquilizers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, I mean, just the one of the... I think it's the one of the opening scenes when Mickey Rock gets fired because Paul... Because... Um, Eric Roberts is robbing from the restaurant. They both get yes. fired. And Mickey Rock comes out and, he, you know, he's talking about, you know, how am I going to, you, you know, you, Charlie, you, you know, Paulie, you just messed up my new suit. And Paulie goes, well, Charlie, you don't have no job to wear that new suit to. Yeah, what do you yeah, care? It's crazy. It's just Say like, that to me again. Like, say that wow. to me again. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? Say that again. Say? Let me hear <laughs> Great. Mickey Rock. Incredible. In rock incredible. incredible. So rumor has it he was like blacklisted after that movie. Is that true? You know, he kind of did disappear after that. So it could be. I, I don't know. What did he do that they blacklisted? I I don't know if it was rumors that he didn't want to do part two or or was it maybe it was a maybe it was Angel Heart part two, something where he didn't want to do another movie and they, they the studio kind of like blacklisted him. Again, could be a total lie but that's what i had heard over the years oh but it was 84 right so there wasn't a lot the independent world was so underground at that right. point it was major studios and that was it uh you weren't gonna you know i think unfortunately weinstein but until weinstein <laughs> came around the independent movie really didn't have much right traction and if the studio blacklisted you you were done basically you were done yeah yeah, yeah. How about the classic barfly yeah, maybe it yeah. was. You know what? It could have even. What year was Barfly? Eighty three. Right before that, maybe. No, I think it's eighty. Barfly might be eighty one or eighty two. 
Yeah, it was. Anyway, I'll I'll find out. I'll look it up. There was it was something to do with him being blacklisted. blacklisted because again, you really don't see him that much after that. Mickey Rock and his performance was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I had heard somewhere he's he was very difficult to work with. He's like you, Ernie. All I remember. Like it's funny. I had the same conversation with Joey about you. Like, I'll come on, but does Ernie have to be there? <laughs> Greg, be careful. He'll punch you right in the face again. <laughs> you know, the two main characters from Pope of Greenwich Village remind me about the two main characters from Wrestling with Joey Liches. I could see that. Oh, that's a, that's a good comparison. I like that. Very good. <laughs> oh, it makes me rethink my writing in Joey Liches. Why am I? Why am I putting up with him all these years? <laughs> Great pick, Greg. All right, Aaron, what do you got? Number four. Uh, my number four. Uh, the only time De Niro and Pacino were in the same scene in the same movie, it's Heat. I got a question. My favorite action scene ever. I, I got a question. I got it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. It's a bunch of people working together to commit crimes. I think they're called bank robbers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, anything with Pacino and De Niro in it, I'll give it to you. It's true. I, I, I see what you're saying, but you know, I, I just put this on my list like 20 minutes ago once we took off Goodfellas and Godfathers. <laughs> uh, I'll give it to you, Ernie. Heat is a great movie. The, uh, the shootout scene right after they leave the bank is my favorite mm-hmm. action scene ever. It's intense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was obviously an amazing movie. The the scene with De Niro and, and Pacino in the diner, we were waiting for years to see them together. Great movie. Pac- I mean, Pacino, I got a Pacino pick coming up too. Pacino's hit or miss for me. I, don't get me wrong, I love Pacino, but there are scenes and, and full movies where I think he's just so over the top where he's almost not believable. He's so He's super quotable. But I don't. There's a there's a disconnect when he goes too far, and I thought there were scenes in Heat where he went too far too far a little bit. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think there's a early Pacino and there's a middle Pacino, and now there's a late Pacino. There's Agreed. three ages of him. His early stuff is oh yeah, amazing, amazing. The real question, the real question that was always asked is who's who's a better actor, Pacino or De Niro? And for most of my life, I thought it was De Niro, but I think. Pacino is the early better. Pacino, I think, was to me was better. Yeah. De Niro was more consistent. And then it's funny because to me, Pacino went great, like not so great, kind of got comfortable. And then Ooh. lately his stuff has been really good. Where De Niro went great, really good, and now kind of off the rails. Right. Agreed. Yeah, both of them, I mean, they both, especially De Niro's made some stinkers over the years. But again, you take the, all their good work and it's still almost better than anyone else's. So, you know, you oh, can't yeah. oh, you can't complain with either one of them. No. <laughs> good pick, Ern. You got to, Ernie, what does Pacino say? You got to. He's got to. Gr- no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a great ass. <laughs> I mean, that's a, a little like, example of the over-the-topness of Pacino yeah. oh, in yeah. that movie. His eyes and everything? He's not, <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of over-the-top Pacino, here we go. My number four. And again, is it mafia? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a kind of mafia. I got to go with 
Carlito's way. I'm reloaded. Okay? Come on in here, motherfuckers. You think you're big time? You're gonna fucking die big time. That's a great movie. That's good. Just, he's so ridiculous in this movie. From the fr from the opening scene when he gets out of court, and he's in he's in the, he's in court giving his speech, and he goes, and without further to do, <laughs> it's like <laughs> he's just unbelievable in that movie. He's so classic. Obviously, one of the scenes in that movie, there's a couple scenes in that movie that would have been on my list, where he's screaming from the bathroom, "I'm reloaded." <laughs> You th you think you're big time? You're gonna die big time. He's it's just Pacino at his all time craziest, and you know it's here it's, come the pain. Here come the pain. <laughs> like, he's unbelievable. Great great movie. Pachanga. All the characters that movie, even like the B characters, bottom to top, one of my favorite Pacino movies. When you say B character, do you mean Benny Blanco from the Bronx? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yes. That's a bunch of bees in that one. <laughs> Who, Benny Pacino, Blanco from the Bronx? Juice Serious? Juice Serious? There's so much classic stuff. And that's a movie, I think if, if I, a lot of these movies, the fir my first watch, I don't love them. And then as time goes on, especially when you start quoting all the great uh, one-liners in the movies, I re-watch it and I really start to appreciate some of these movies more. Mm-hmm. There's a prequel to Carlito's Way, but I've never seen it. What is it called? Carlito's Way, Rise to Power, or something like that. Yeah. Not, not Pacino, but. I think, I think, no, I think Puff Daddy is in it. Oh, we'll pass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pass on that one. <laughs> it was recent. It came out recent. It came out well, well way after. So. Wow. I never saw it. I think I did. <laughs> did you really? But I don't remember any of it, so. <laughs> And it wasn't Pacino. It was a younger person playing it. I don't even know who it was. But Straight to DVD or, or VHS or Betamax? Probably. Really I trying to I, – I really can't remember, but I know I've seen it. Yeah, I can't imagine that was a theatrical release, right? All right, Greg, what do we got? Number three. <sighs> Number three. I think this is going to be on your guys' list also maybe somewhere. Uh, actually, I know it's going to be on Ernie's list because he's already making mention to it earlier on the opening. Bronx Tale. Now he's got to leave. I'll tell you when the fuck we leave, all right? Get the fuck away. Go watch the bites, man. Now you just can't leave. I will never forget the look on their faces. All eight of them. Their faces dropped. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's right below Godfather and Goodfellas. It's that good. Yeah. I, I mean, it is, uh, not to name drop here, but. Uh, Chaz does an acting uh, auditioning class and I've worked with him like three or four times 
So hearing the backstory of everything on the Bronx Tale and how he had to fight to get it done and how it was this, you know, he was down and out in L.A. and he put together this one man show because he couldn't get hired. You know, he was on Broadway in New York, went out to L.A. and couldn't get, you know, couldn't get anything. Uh, so he writes this one man show. He starts to put it up and it takes off and then everyone starts flooding him and they want they want in. They want, you know, they want offers, but they don't want him to play the role. And he actually had conversations with Sylvester Stallone, who told him, hold out, brother, just keep holding out. Of course. You know, it's, it's your thing. The whole Rocky thing. Yep. And he was offered a million dollars for the script. And he said no. And he had no money. But he said, no, I have to play this character. This is me. And uh, he was putting the show up in the city. And De Niro was in the audience. And De Niro came backstage and said to him, uh, Jazz, this is great. I want to do this. And Chaz was like, oh, yeah, great. You know, right. what's he going to do? And De Niro goes, but the only way I'm doing it is I play your father, you play the mobster, and I direct it. And Chaz was like, that's all I ever wanted. And wow. De Niro was behind it. It got made. I never heard that story. Obviously, that's basically the Rocky story, too. I yeah, never absolutely. knew that about this. Yeah, yeah. And he had to change names. Like they were real guys. He had to change their names. Like his original. He did the first one man show with the real names. <laughs> so wait a second. So tell me. So it's based on Chaz's real life. Yeah. Or that, that, he was that's his life. On. Yeah. Chaz was, was shut the hell up. Yeah. Yeah. Fell in love with the black girl. So the guy gets shot. The whole. Wow. Like, the big skeleton of it. The only thing that was different, and it's funny, he talks about it too. He has two sisters, but he never put them in the movie. <laughs> Poor bastards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't so work. Like, There's, There's no need. Chaz, the only child. You know. <laughs> well, but, Greg, uh, give a little backstory too. Obviously, you're an award-winning actor too. Give us a little backstory here. Uh, yeah, you know, I started acting about 12 years ago when I was 38. Uh, midlife crisis, I guess. Uh fell in love with it. Once I started, I couldn't get out of it. I'm stuck in it now. I just can't, you know, you, you sit there and you you're just grinding and it's grinding. It's auditioning and grinding little bit parts in this show and that show. And, you know, just waiting for the opportunity. It'll come I'm putting it out there in the universe. It will happen. And, you know, just waiting for it to happen. It's funny. I remember I was grinding for like two or three years and then Joey calls me up and goes, Hey, I just got a TV show. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> well. I was grinding in a different, a totally different yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> avenue then, and a TV show having to fall in my lap. I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, which was awesome. I mean, that whole thing was amazing. Totally but we, amazing. yeah, just weird. Sometimes you know you're working at something and you got something right next to you. You don't even realize is is better than what you're working at. It's crazy. Yeah. So now, what's your thoughts on acting, Joe? I love acting it. to performing. Yeah. It, it, I mean, again, the, the, that's why I was so captivated with, with the Chaz uh, story that you just told, because that's kind of what I'm going through with, with wrestling with Joey Licious right now. I've been, I've been working on this show for years now since Z-Rock went off. I've been, I wrote it. I, I produced it. I, I'm you know casting it. I'm doing everything guerrilla style. We've gotten a lot of offers. Some of these big production companies were saying that they don't know if they would take me on as the joey licious character that they might get someone else 
And I would tell them, I would say, no, I, I'm Joey Licious. It's, it's based on my real life, and which, which it really is. It's, it's semi-based on my real life like Z-Rock was. And, you know, I've turned down offers because of those types of things, and I've held out to make this show the way I want to make it. To me, there could be, even though money and fame might come with a show, you know, that I wrote and directed that it's on TV and making making a lot of money, but to me, seeing someone else playing that character, I don't know if I could ever live with myself. And to me, that's Absolutely. way more important than having the money and the fame. I want to have the 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 self-gratification of, of building this show from the ground up and seeing it, it succeed not only just succeed, but succeed with my vision behind it. Yeah, 100%. I think it's a common misconception of actors or musicians. It's like, you know, people think because you act or because you're a musician, you have lots of money or that's why you went into it for the money. And you might have, some people might go into it for the money, but they're not going to last long because there's so much rejection and so much no's. Every time you turn around, someone else is telling you no. So you only do it because you love it. Like if right. you don't love it, you would never put up with it, right? And when that's something so close to you, you can't give that up, and it won't work with someone else. There's only one Joey Licious, and 100%. that's you. So yeah, yeah listen, it will never work. I agree, and 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 that's what happened with me with music too. I you know I chased the the record deal. I would have sold my soul for a record deal back in the playground days, or when I, after playground in the in the '90s, I would have done sold. I would have played any kind of music in the world to just have my record deal and make my fame and fortune, but I realized rather than chasing it, once I stopped chasing that and just did it because I loved it, fame and, and money and stuff fell in my lap without me wanting it. And that's when it, that's when stuff happens for a good reasons, when you're doing it for the right reasons. I, I, I truly yeah. believe in that. Yeah, me too. I think that's important. I feel the same way about math equations sometimes too. Well, just like Ernie. Ernie used to, you know, Ernie would used to, Work in pantyhose in Macy's. That's right. And now he's living the dream. Or he called me up at five four fifty five. Macy's is closing at five on a Sunday. <laughs> Greg, I got a toaster for two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, clearance days. Oh, the I still have some of his, Ernie. I still have some of your clearance items. I have my my stereo receiver. I still have it. I think it was maybe twelve bucks, something crazy like that. What a weird experience. <laughs> Your whole basement was filled with electronics. I remember. Yep. You you must have had seventy beepers. I think. <laughs> Looked like a scene from Donnie Brasco. <laughs> yeah, Greg. There's definitely something going on that now that we look back at it, that we don't know about. I needed a fence. <laughs> no, his dad. His dad did kind of look like Pacino in the Donnie Brasco. You know what, Ernie? Now that you know what, now that we're looking back at it, you had some scam going there. Yeah. Nope, it was all on the up and up. That and the jungle juice days. You no wonder, no wonder why you're living pretty now with your backgrounds. <laughs> oh, uh, the, the checks are not coming in yet. I'm still watching. Mm. All right, all right. What do we got? Number three. Ah, uh, my number three. You know, I I tend towards the epic ones, but this one is not a, an epic. My number three, Bronx Tale. <laughs> As Greg uh... said. Before, I was shocked by how much I love this movie. I mean, it looks like a love story, but it's really more like a tug of war thing, you know, between this father and Sonny over at sea. Oh, kind of like There's when Joey pulls out the story in there. <laughs> when Joey pulls out the funny the funnel and says, "Now you just can't leave." 
Oh, trust me, that scene was in in my in my top scenes. It's mm-hmm. so amazing. Ah, yeah, chills that scene. Even when 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 C is kind of describing the looks on the bikers' faces when he says now you can't leave, it's like wow, epic mm-hmm. stuff. And all of that is based on true stuff, right? I can't believe you. Yeah. I, I, I all never, true. Yeah. I got to watch that movie possibly again tonight. Now that I know that. It makes me wonder if Chaz is really his real name, too. Sounds fake. No, it is. <laughs> Definitely Chaz? <laughs> well, then again, if you're going to go with a fake name, I don't know if you pick Chaz, right? He, uh, well, can we plug another uh, YouTube video? Of course. <laughs> so he has it. Go to Chaz Palmetary, his page. He has a whole, his first, he's put together a, like a tutorial on like directing and acting, screenwriting, because he did it all, right? So, but in the first episode, he talks ex- about all these stories about the Bronx Tale, all the behind the scenes stuff that was happening. At, at the, I, don't get me wrong, I love Chaz, but I think he's doing quite well for himself. At the end of this episode, I'd, I'd rather plug some of your stuff, Greg, rather than Chaz. Chaz is doing okay. <laughs> he's doing really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously, Aaron, we just talked about that. Great movie. It was on my list. It's definitely on my list of, of uh, scenes for sure. I did have it penciled in. Like I said, we I literally just had to make my list right before we started. So I don't have any specific order. So I'll pivot. It, was, it would have been around this area too. But I'm going to go. I'm hoping this is Ernie, one of Ernie's picks right here that I'm going to go with. Because I do love this movie. But I'm doing it more because I'd like to steal Ernie's pick. And that's one of... Ernie and I's favorite actors of all time. Uh oh, Mr. James. Oh, very far. Yeah, yeah. Mr. James Cagney. Uh huh. And now this is where we. This is where I don't know if we definitely agree. There's a couple Cagney classics. I always like this one better, but I think Ernie liked the other one better. I'm gonna go with Angels with Dirty Faces. So long, kid. Goodbye, Rocky. My God, have mercy on you. I don't want to die, help me! I don't want to die, help me! Oh, don't make me burn, help! Please, don't kill me, help! To me, it's the better movie. I know it's, I think it's, believe it's the older movie. Uh, it's one of his older ones. 39, Ern, is that 39? 38. 38? Yeah. Oh, he sounds depressed, which makes yeah. me so happy. Yes! It's just a, such a great movie. His character in that movie, uh, the kid, what are the kids called again, Ern? The Dead End Kids. The Dead End Kids. Ah, it's just such a great movie. All the way through the to the end, he's this, you know, big-time gangster, and all the kids look up to him. And, you know, by the end, I'm sure everyone's seen this movie there's a chilling scene at the end where he's getting the, is it the electric chair, right, Ern? Yeah. And yep. he's screaming, <laughs> he's screaming, crying, you know, don't do it, don't do it. And you only see his silhouette and it's how, you don't know, was he really a coward at the end and screaming and crying or did he put on this ruse for the kids to show the kids that he was really a coward so they would get out of that life of, you know, thievery and you know just being you know bad kids and the kids read it in the paper the next day how you know that he died his last moments he was he was a coward so 
I my my take was always that he faked it. I don't know what was yours, Ern. You're a coward. <laughs> I ain't yellow, father. I ain't yellow. <laughs> what do you think, Ern? Did he fake it or was he was he really screaming crying? I always um felt he was um faking it as a favor to his friend the priest. Of course. And the priest is uh Pat O'Brien? That's the, yeah, that's the actor's yep. name. Humphrey Great. Bogart in that movie, too. Very quickly, but right? Yep. Who, who's Humphrey again in that? Humphrey Bogart is the uh, the guy that held on to Cagney's money while he was in jail. Yes, yes, yes. So wh- why does he even make a, a, a quick appearance in that movie? Because they needed more actors. But Bogart know? is not big yet. Is that why? Well, no, he, was a, he wasn't a big actor at that time. Right, that's why. Okay. So was that one on your list, Ern, or the other one? Both. Yes. <laughs> wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, you can't go two Cagneys for the last two. Come closer. What was that word you just said? Both. Both. <laughs> Both. How do we spell that, Greg? I think it's yep. with an F. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. You know what? I'm going to say the next one. No, I won't say it. All right, Greg, hopefully you'll pick the other Cagney movie right now at your number two. Oh, I love James Cagney, and I'm going to go with a James Cagney film from, I think it was 39. I'm joking. Ah, no, 39. I, I know the Ron Ernie wants. I think it's in the 50s. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if if that would – I thought about Angels with 30 Faces. It was great. But, I, you know, with the dead-end kids, were they a mob? Were they a mafia? You know, I wasn't sure. But Well, he was, but he was – I mean, was he technically – yeah, I think I, it was I, so long ago. I don't yeah. know. But was there even a mafia? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's how the mob started with a prohibition and everything. Yeah, sure. Yeah, true, true. So I'm going to go with a another film that I always remembered all the way through. I had to do more with the Westies. Uh, it's a 1990, Sean Penn and Gary Oldman, State of Grace. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. You heard what I said. Where you fucking been? The last skinny of a walk around up here was fucking Columbus, and he only lasted a week. What are you, some kind of fucking asshole? Or are you just taking lessons? (laughs) Oh, when you said the Westies, I thought you said like the Wanderers or something. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys remember State of Grace? Yes. Yeah. Ernie? Yeah, I remember. Was it Irish Mafia? Yeah. Well, no, it was, they were the, yeah, they were the Westies, and they right. would do the hits for the Mafia. Yes, yes. Uh, and then uh, Ed Harris played the head of the Irish Mafia that was controlling everything. And, uh, yeah, Gary Oldman was his brother. And Sean Penn was the kid that left the neighborhood, but then the FBI came up with this whole ruse of he killed a bunch of people, and he came back into the neighborhood. I mean, I, and a I, young Robin Wright is in that. I forgot she was in that. Who is she in that? I don't remember. She was the main. She was oh, the she, girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can't even picture. I mean, the common thread through all these movies, too, I think, is the acting. Right. You have obviously De Niro. You have Pacino. You have Sean Penn. You have Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, even though he played a small part in True Romance, True Romance, he he had that amazing part in True Romance. Um, he yeah. played like that. Rasta, guy with the gold teeth, right? It was crazy. 
that's what carries it through, right? Because they're kind of extreme circumstances that like, even like when you spoke about Pacino earlier, they're like, the stakes are really high and they're extreme. And the only thing that makes it work is the acting it makes it believable for us. So. Right. Again, mo- most people, I-, I think the common misconception of mafia movies is, oh, it's just all guns and they're killing each other and slicing each other's throats. And it's all, you know, almost like slasher movies, but in, in a different form where it's it's really not. It's so much great acting. Those little scenes, of course, are are, are big climaxes in movies, but it's really not what not what hold, holds these movies together. It's it's the storytelling and the great acting. Absolutely. All right, Ern, what do you got? Number two. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> Thank God I'm having Wi-Fi issues. It, oh, what? It, no, that's just you stuttering, Ern. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so Jimmy Cagney is my favorite actor of all time. Uh, I got to give credit to Bobby Woodruff. I don't think I ever would have gone there, would never have been introduced to Cagney without him. So I got to point that out. My number two choice is Cagney at his most Joe Pesci, White Heat. Where's Ma? She went to the market. Which one? She don't tell me those details. We had enough food in the house for a week. What'd she have to go out for? You like strawberries, don't you? Well, she just had to get some for her boy. I mean, there's one point where he kills one of his own rather than see him surrender, and he's giggling while he does it. I mean, it's just, it really is where Joe Pesci comes from. Also, the scene with the guy in the trunk when he's complaining for air and Cagney just starts shooting into the trunk to make air holes, <laughs> obviously killing the person. Uh, he, he's nuts. And he has a, a chicken like in his hand right, while, while he's, he's do- doing it. It's just... Ernie, you know my favorite scene from White Heat. When he um, takes uh, the blanket off his wife to put it on oh, his mom. That's a great one. No, that's, yeah, that's a good one too. I forgot about that one. It's something similar to that. Oh, when he kicks her off the, 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 the bed or something? Or the Doesn't he shove the grapefruit in her face? Oh, oh. That's, uh, that's public enemy. Oh, that's public yeah, enemy. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. Which I thought that's what you were going to go with before White Heat. But. Public enemy actually feels so dated when you watch it. Where, like it's like, a scene, every other scene goes to black, then another scene starts. It's just, it's so ancient now. <laughs> like, what the heck? It's, it's a little difficult to watch. Give us the, the years again. White Heat's 50 something, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 49. 49. And yeah. Angels was 38. And what's Public Enemy? 31. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't realize wow. Public Enemy was that old. I think they only started talking in movies about two years, three years before that. <laughs> That's crazy. That's, how ancient that one is. That's almost as old as Ernie. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Ernie, I, I, you know, I, I hate to give you any credit, but I will give you some credit here. You're the one that got me into Cagney. Cagney's not something that I would have probably explored on my own. But then, you know, from there, from, you know, again, er, one of my favorite movies of all time, Ernie, is, is the Cagney movie that really nobody knows, right? Time of your life. Time of your life. It's Greg. You ever see that? It's 
Yeah, in Ernie's house. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's how I that's how I got introduced to Cagney. I'd go to Ernie's house, we drink beers, and Bobby Woodruff and him would be watching Cagney movies. He's my favorite actor of all time. Bar none. He's great. I mean, especially for the and then when you watch something like Yankee Doodle Dandy and you see holy shit, he can sing and dance too. What the hell? I mean, they were a different breed back then. You almost had to do all that stuff back then. You know what I mean? It wasn't just one, you know, he wasn't just this gangster actor doing Yankee Doodle Dandy and he's singing and dancing like uh, Gene Kelly is like, wow. Crazy. He was the real deal. Good pick, Ern. Good pick. I guess we know what your number one is. All right, so what am I'm up to my number two, right? Yep, number two. You're counting great today, Joe. Thanks, thanks, Aaron. <laughs> but you gotta understand, I'm looking at my list here, and it's like it's I'm I'm going. It, it's, I'm all, trying it, to... <laughs> it's all movie scenes. That's what you like. <laughs> yes. So my number two again. This might I don't I don't know if this is going to be considered a, a mafia movie. I'm going to play it as a mafia movie just because it's my show, so I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I got to go with, again, I said it before. I gave you the little the little uh, anything with De Niro and, and Pacino. We'll kind of we'll call it a mafia movie by default. I got to go with Raging Bull. What do you think? Oh. I want you to meet a face. What? I want you to meet a face. It'll be a real jerk when I'm going to punch you in the face. Hey, Joey. Did I not tell you just to do it? Now I'm telling you, you gotta do it. Wrap it around your hand. How many times I gotta tell you? Not too many more. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. Come on. Good. Right. I'm gonna smack you again. Throw it again. And I know there's not a lot of mafia ties in it, but there is mafia ties to it. He's, you know, he's he throws the the bout for the mafia and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. there's mafia yeah, ties. No, there is. is. There is. Yeah. Yep. It's not a mafia movie, but it's still heavy, heavily influenced by the mafia. And, you know, him and Pesci play the you know, Pesci plays the same. They, they're the same characters that they almost play in Goodfellas. It's, I mean, they're unbelievable in this movie. You know, Pesci is, is that Pesci's first movie, right? Second, maybe? I, I, I think first. I'm, there's, there's a small movie, like, from 76. But this is right, this is the first time you see Joe Pesci as Joe Pesci. He's Joe Pesci that you see in Goodfellas. He's Joe Pesci you see in Casino, and in even my cousin Manny. He's the same character in this movie. What's funny about uh, Raging Bull is Joe Pesci beats the hell out of Frank Vincent in one scene. Yes. And in Goodfellas, he does the same thing. In <laughs> <laughs> the Casino, it's the opposite. He finally gets him back in Casino. Are those two even friends? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, when you can film those scenes together, you have to be friends, I think. Yeah. So I got, again, love the movie. You know, Pacino, uh, De Niro is so great in it. Um, he's really a lunatic in it when he's he's telling Joe Pesci, Joey, punch me in the face, Joey. Punch me in oh, the face. And Pesci's just <laughs> wailing him in the face at the kitchen table. It's it's just one of the the, the craziest scenes you've ever seen. And it's really, I mean, it's not about the mafia. It's a boxing movie, but it still has those same characters that you know and love from De Niro and and, uh, Pesci. Uh, Bring it over. (laughs) Defeats its own purpose. Bring it over. 
It's a piece of charcoal. Bring it over. <laughs> we have to ask Tommy, but I could swear there was one night I was hanging out with Tommy and he was telling me to punch him in the face. <laughs> just punch me in the face. Come on. Just punch me in the face. And now I'll... putting it together, he probably watched Rage and Bull that week. <laughs> I don't did you please tell me you did it, because I've been I've been waiting no, for the I day Tommy asked yeah. me to do that. Yeah. What a, what a great movie. I heard some things. Joey. I heard some things, Joey. It's it's oh my god, it's amazing. All right. We are up to our number one favorite mafia movies. Hold on. Hold on. Where where's my sticks? Hold on. There we go. What do you got, Greg? I am going to go to the 1950s for this would have been my number three, obviously, Goodfellas and Godfather 2 in front, but Marlon Brando on the waterfront. Remember that night in the garden, you came down my dressing room and said, kid, this ain't your night. We're going for the price on Wilson. You remember that? You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum. Could have been a contender. Could have been Very a contender. Nice. <laughs> I, I, my mind didn't go there. I didn't uh, think of that one. It's a good, yeah, it's a I haven't one. seen it in so long that I, my mind didn't go there it's, either. Yeah, it's all mafia. Well, it's Longshoreman, right? It's down on the, yeah, down on the water. Yeah. It's on the water. And it's, it's a. I mean, th that movie at that time. You want to talk about, uh the Cagney movie being so, you know, so old on the waterfront just was, I, I think I wrote down something. It was nominated for 12 Academy Awards, one eight. Wow. You know, it best director, best picture, best, picture best, yeah. picture, best director, best actor, best supporting actress. I mean, it just went on and on and on. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, Carl Malden is amazing in it as the priest. It's just, did that, that win mean, more? Did that win more it, awards than Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park? <laughs> or Ozzy? <laughs> Ozzy can act. Shut up. At least Kiss can act. Well, no, not really. But <laughs> I was like, "What movie is that?" <laughs> Marlon Brando is no Gene Simmons, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's one of Brando's. You know. Brando's greatest works. So it, 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 it held up too. I recently watched it again. It just holds up. I got to go back and it's watch it. It's a change. That. Like being an actor. Yeah, being an actor, Brando changed it. If you look right up, if you look at even Cagney's stuff, it's almost mechanical in the way that they were acting out the scenes. You know, it was very specific. You could watch something and know it was from the 40s, from the 50s. Yeah. This on the waterfront, Brando is really more of the present day actor. He was so present in everything he did in this. And he was very uh, subtle in a lot of his choices that read. And I think it. this is the beginning of the change of what we see acting as today. I mean, Brando was amazing. Just an amazing actor. So. I was going to just ask you that. Hard to work with, Ernie, but amazing. How do you... Um... How do you compare acting back then? To, I mean, obviously, you kind of just said it, but 
you're so true. When I watch acting from back then, not everything, but most things, like you said, it's very on the nose. It's very, um, it's it's not natural. A lot of it. Yeah. So I think what you had was you had theater actors just naturally right. falling into, and what you do on stage with hitting your T's, hitting so your consonants, yeah. and like landing things, and it has a cadence, and it's like you know. So when they went over to the film medium, they didn't know. They didn't know how it was right. going to translate. How big was too big? How small? You know how there subtle no, you could right. be with them. There was it. no subtlety. They yeah. they were still trying to project to an audience. Exactly, yeah. and hit every consonant. So yeah. that their words didn't sound. They had to hit the back of the house. So their words didn't sound normal. They didn't speak the way other people spoke. Ernie would have had trouble back then. Ernie's not good at consonants, right, Ern? You notice another thing with the old movies, though, um, the world in general only had like black and white. There was like no colors in the world back then for some reason. I don't, I can't. Explain. Yeah, it was weird, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. It was so odd. Yeah. When were crayons invented? <laughs> <laughs> nice you know what? Pick. I think he had trouble with both. He had trouble with syllables and vowels, both of them. <laughs> Telephone. That's why I keep the drums around. That's all. That's what I'm good for now. I, that's all I do. <laughs> all right, Ernie. Sorry, Ernie. What do you got? Shouldn't have punched me in the face. The I big. Apologize. Yes. Forty-five years later, Greg finally gets him back. <laughs> I had to apologize a bunch of times before then. <laughs> Ernie, you know what I? It's so. You know what I've been realizing. Now, you know what? We got to have Leone on. I want Romeo on. I want everyone from the block on. I've been realizing, and I never knew this before, you were the bully of the block. Absolutely. The bully. You I hit... tried to make us feel bad by his dairy allergy. It was, it's all fake, too. You know that, right? There's no dairy allergy. I know. We, we used to walk home from Dick's. He'd be eating nacho cheese. He's like, <laughs> this is great. What is it? And I'm like, it's nacho. And then I think and go... Cheese. And then his face falls <laughs> up like this. And he's got to run home. Applesauce, applesauce. <laughs> Get the antidotes. Oh, God. You hit poor Snyder with a hockey stick in the face. You punched five-year-old Greg. Nice, Ernie. Let's. I, I can't wait to he I hear what you did to poor Leone and uh, Romeo. I can't, I don't, I, Romeo was two or three years younger than us. <laughs> oh, I can't even. You were probably beating him up in, when he was in diapers. No, I don't think I ever fought Romeo or Leone. Yet. I fought Greg once, like, I think three times in one day. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's so traumatized, he's frozen, Greg. Uh, you're frozen again. Yeah. Let's wait till he comes out uh, there. You you back, Greg? Unbelievable. This. Yeah, my son's probably playing video games now. So <laughs> oh, it happens to me all the time. I'm I'm texting them while I'm doing the show all the time. Get off the internet. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ern. Here's the big reveal. You're number one. If we ever had to do top five movies of all time, this would be my number two of all time. Uh, Angels with Dirty Faces. Movie is perfect. I even watch the ending sometimes in my head. And I still get goosebumps. 
ending is phenomenal. It really is. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, Ernie, if this would be maybe your number two movie of all time, what's number one? Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, it's a good one. Really? That's your favorite? Yeah. You want to number three while the show is turning into my show? Sure. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to edit you out anyway, Ernie. <laughs> Life is Beautiful with Roberto Benigni. It's a good oh. one. You turned me on to that one. The Tank. I like saying his name. Roberto Benigni. It's a good one. When he Did yeah. he accept the Academy that Award? Is. He was climbing over all the chairs? <laughs> Maniac? Yep, absolutely. Buongiorno, Principe. Yeah. So. so good. So good. <laughs> well, Ernie, I'm so sorry I ruined your number one pick, but, you know, back to my number one pick. Greg ruined it for me, too. My number one was going to be The Pope of Greenwich Village. What, in my top five movies of all, all time, Pope of Greenwich Village. It's just, it holds up. Every scene is good. A lot of movies, the plot is good. The movie's good. But you, you have like that downtime and that lull stuff in the movies. Pope of Greenwich Village all the way through to me. Every scene, scene after scene is not only quotable, but perfectly acted. Um, just, it moves the story really well. Just overall, perfect movie. So a little anticlimactic tonight. We, we stole each other's number ones, but that's what we get when Ernie messes up the topic. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do an honorable mention? Yeah, let's get some honorable mentions in here. Greg, what do you got? Uh, we're going to go one at a time, or are we just going to rattle yeah, them off? Yeah, you could rattle off two. Uh, I had uh, The Departed. That's a, that's a great And great. Uh, In Bruges. I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know that either. <laughs> that was the one I, I almost went with that uh, as the five when I was like, you know, shifting around after we got rid of the other two. Uh, it's Colin Farrell and Ralph Fiennes, 2008. It's a modern McDonough uh, film. Watch it. It's batshit crazy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, they're out to kill Colin Farrell and he just wants to go sightseeing. Uh, wow! Yeah, yeah I never even heard of it. What's it called again? In Bruges, B R U G E S. In Bruges. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a movie you can't get away from. It's it's like the Spinal Tap of mafia movies. Wow! <laughs> I gotta try it. I don't know it at all. What else? What uh, else? Two thousand eight. I had a question about. Uh, is the IRA considered a mafia? <laughs> I mean, I would say no, but what do you got? The Crying Game. Oh, woo, that's a movie I haven't thought about in a long time, too. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Gabriel Byrne. Amazing in that. Yeah. Stinking, Mr. Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Ern? And the last one. Oh, I don't go know ahead, if Greg. You've seen it? How about Kill the Irishman? Have you seen I... Kill the Irishman? No. That's the yeah, old version Vincent of Vincent Val Kilmer. Right? That's the old version no, no. of the um, the Irishman movie, right? Is it the old? No. I know there's a new version that came out of the Irishman. I don't think that's the same yeah, movie. But I don't is think it? it's the same character. Not oh, the same okay. character. No. I don't think. 
to Vincent D'Onofrio, Val Kilmer, and Christopher Walken. Oh, really? What year is that, yeah. Greg? And a little known, uh, 2011. I don't know. A it. little known fact about Madison Place also, Vincent D'Onofrio lived on Madison Place. No wonder why I always hated that guy. <laughs> <laughs> did What years did he live there? Uh, we were young. When he came to New York to be an actor, his uncle, Tony, lived right across the street from Bobby Woodruff, and he lived in the basement apartment for about a year. Wow. And I confirmed it with him because I wasn't sure. Bobby Woodruff always said it, but I didn't believe him. And I actually, on Twitter, confirmed it with uh, D'Onofrio. And did he used to do the Popeye thing with his voice? Was it that guy? No, no, different guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ernie, give us some. Give us a couple. One word. O-Dog. I'm surprised you didn't go there. I thought for sure you were going to go that route. Oh, wait a minute. Actually, that's one and a half words, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, menace to society is better than Boys in the Hood. I, I agree. I, I stand by that. Uh, I bet you didn't know Tupac was O-Dog um, until he got fired for punching the director in the face. Is that true? Really? Everything I say is true, first of all. But yes. <laughs> well, Ernie, how can I, I make that up? <laughs> this is not 1988. We have Google. We can check these things now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, out of all the things I would so, make, that? <laughs> that's a good point. Wait, wait. So you're saying Tupac pulled an Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Tupac Ernie. got fired for, because he punched the director in the face. He was O-Dog. I know that's one of your favorite movies. Why didn't you? Why didn't that make the list? Okay, I gotta explain. I like the other movies a tiny bit better. I'm surprised you go with two Cagneys and then you you leave that off. I think you could have. I didn't have two Cagneys. I had a White Heat at number four, Goodfellas at number three, and then Godfather two at number two. But (laughs) you know that 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 went south. Wait, what? That went south. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Give me another one. Wait, now are you now are we cons- what in Menace to Society would, would make us think that it's mafia? Well Gangs. Did. Gangs, I guess, yeah. It's like if you watch the style we're... of the movie though, it's the same exact style yeah, as you're right. Even the storyline of, of following the one guy as he gets involved and everything. It almost is good fellas in some ways. Yeah, so when they Ernie texted me and he said mafia, frozen scenes, you know, right. fellas, when somebody they freeze, then you hit a narration. Yep, that, it really is the same movie. In a lot. All right. I'm- yeah, so when Ernie texted me, I was wondering why we didn't just go gangster film, <laughs> and then you can include so much more. You know. Well, it's because again, it wasn't the topic. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. But it is now. I was like, Mafia, we're all going to have the same five movies. <laughs> <laughs> what else, Ern? I love Casino. Uh, I, I love Casino. I, I don't know why people don't talk about Casino so much. Yeah, I'm the same way Greg feels about it. I like it. I don't love I, it. I love Casino. It's got the worst murder scene I've ever uh, tied for the worst murder scene. Pesci in the vice. Oh, his eyeball pops yeah, out. That's really oh. bad. Yeah, very bad. Well, I, I, we don't we don't know for sure he died. By the way, 
The only murder scene that that com <laughs> that comes up with is the um, there's a scene from American History X. Oh, the mouth. Yeah. On, oh, on the that's worse. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those two, those two scenes are the worst murder scenes I've ever seen in movies in my life. I really like Casino, but I don't know something about the Sharon, the Sharon Stone um, storyline with De Niro it bothers me after a while. It's just too much. She bothers me, and it, I don't, I don't know. It just he lets her get away with so much, and it's like it bothers me. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe. I think that was the issue with Casino with me is it just wasn't believable to me yeah. that. He would allow her to do what she was doing. True no story. Way. <laughs> yeah, well. You know, it's a true story. I can't So my, I'll give you a couple honorable mentions. I can't believe. How do we leave off Scarface? I think Scarface is so overrated. Really? Yeah. Sc I mean, S Scarface is better than Casino, Ernie. Not, not in my eyes. Little not known me. fact, Scarface, my first movie that I've ever seen in the movie theaters. My mom took me. I was nine years old. Great, great movie for a nine-year-old in the movies. First, first movie ever. Nice. It was. It was. It led me on, a, on my right path in life. <laughs> what about the Untouchables too? Another good one. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say Untouchables. Might be well. Besides Scarface, the first mafia movie I ever saw, and I actually did see that in the movies. Untouchables. Yeah. What year was that? That was late eighties, right? Eighty uh, seven, I guess. Yeah, oh, that's late, mid mid to late ish. Untouchables <laughs> yeah. um, is great, but I don't think it holds up compared to some of these movies that we're talking about. Agreed. It, it it definitely wouldn't have made my list, but it's up there. It's you know it has some good stuff. Obviously, the scene with De Niro with the the baseball bat is awful. Oh yeah, just amazing. Um, team, yes, team, team. <laughs> Same, same. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> mentioned analyze this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Again, a fan of that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being sarcastic here. Just like my blue heaven, I'm just. Although my blue heaven was not a bad movie, but did you I know like my blue heaven is actually Goodfellas Part Two? The um the final scene Hill of Goodfellas in, uh... is the, the beginning scene of my blue heaven. God, I don't remember. I I don't remember. I mean, I vaguely remember the movie. I don't remember it that much to even tie the two together. Are, are you telling the truth, Aaron? Steve, Steve Martin is Henry Hill. Really supposed to be, or you're putting the connection together? Really supposed to be. I gotta watch it again. Is this a mathematical equation, or is this a <laughs> hypothesis? I I can't even speak. <laughs> I get I get uh my blue I get my blue heaven and Roxanne. Mixed up all the time. The one when he's got the big nose. Yeah, Roxanne is not a, a real movie. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know. Were you sure you had a big nose like that, Henry Hill? <laughs> My Blue Heaven is like you know. Oh, the nerd! You can't be by the frozen food stuff. You're gonna melt all this stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good one, guys. Listen, we pulled it out of our ass. You know, even though Ernie blew the topic and totally wrecked the whole show. Luckily, Greg was here to save the day. Even, you know, he recovered from his concussion when he was five years old. And he's, uh, he's a, success, a successful actor now, thank God. Greg, give us a little... Uh... Ernie just looked at his... Ernie looked at his hands and I actually... <laughs> like a battered person. I'm... Greg, tell us where where can we find you? Where can we see some of your work? Give, give us some insight. A little box right there. Uh, yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> uh, I did a movie not too long ago 
actually it's been about five years it's called second chance it's on amazon prime uh it's a movie i self-produced went through kind of a tough time i was diagnosed with a brain tumor uh was benign thank god uh but they said the operation might paralyze my face so as an actor paralyzed face isn't good so uh we i ran out got a couple of friends we made this movie uh it's not about it's actually a mob movie in a way uh so yeah, it came out really well. I loved it. It uh, played a bunch of festivals. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, yeah, and then you just see me popping up on TV shows every now and then. A couple of under five lines, you know, co-stars, quick in and outs. But uh, yeah, check out Second Chance, Amazon Prime. Yes, everyone who gets a chance, check out Second Chance on Amazon Prime. Great movie. Greg is phenomenal actor. He's one of the good things that has ever come out of Madison Place. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I do love Second Chance. <laughs> All right, guys. This was a great episode. We got to follow it up. Maybe we'll throw Snyder to the Wolves again. We'll get Greg back, and we'll do a follow-up for favorite mob movie moments, Ernie. Moments. Movies? Moments. <laughs> moments. <laughs> All right. All right. Got it. Mafia movies. <laughs> It's funny, when Greg gets close to the camera, I don't smell his breath like I smell Snyder's most of the, most of the time. <laughs> Guys, this was great. Thanks for coming on, Greg. We'll have you back. We'll do, it. We'll do a follow-up to this. Cool. Excellent. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Big Thanks. fan of the podcast. Uh, podcast slash yes. YouTube. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually such a fan. I listen to the podcast on Mondays and then watch it on Tuesdays. I like is that. Is that correct? It comes out Monday and then Tuesday? That is exactly right. Yeah. So we get two views right there, Ern. Absolutely. And I'm not even from Australia. <laughs> get out of here, Ernie. I'm not even giving you last words. You ruined the podcast tonight. <laughs> Good night, everybody.